Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Olivia Allen-Price, and today on Bay Curious, we're talking about used clothing. We've had several questions come in from you recently about what to do with all your stuff after you've had one of those big closet clothing purges. So we're going to revisit a story that we first aired in 2019. We kick things off by chatting with reporter Sarah Craig. Sarah, welcome to the studio. Thank you. So I know you are moving to Boulder, Colorado, and you mentioned that you have been doing some clothing purging. I am doing a lot of clothing purging. What is the weirdest thing that you've pulled out of your closet that you're trying to get rid of? Mm, Weirdest thing. I have a lot of half-knitted, like, sweaters and socks. Oh. Which I didn't knit myself. I just somehow ended up in my stuff. Someone gave you a half-knitted sweater? I think it, like, was in a chest I bought off Craigslist, and I just kept it. For oh, years. Okay. Uh, bad. <laughs> so we got this question from a woman named Ellen who wants to know, what can you do with this used clothing that's not suitable for donation sites? Can you recycle the material? That's such a great question. Here's my proposal. Okay. I think you should go help answer Ellen's question and solve your own mm. problem with this excess clothing at the same time. I love that idea. I can get paid and get rid of my clothes. Yeah, basically. All right, I'm in. We'll join Sarah on her journey right after this quick break. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night. Knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. We sent reporter Sarah Craig off to find out what to do with those unwanted clothes. 
A few weeks later, we caught up on the phone for an update. So, Sarah, where do you want to start with this question? Well, let's just start with my pile of clothes. Yeah, that's okay. Hi. So I actually asked my friend, Marin Wilson, to help me sort my clothes because she's in she's actually in the clothing sustainability world. This is the stuff that I that you're getting rid of. Yeah. So should we just empty it? Okay. Yeah, some of this stuff is just kind of like I'm sorry, you have to (laughs) like look at all these undies I have. She said that the first step in the recycling process is to basically try to keep the clothes as clothes. The longer the clothing can just be worn as clothing, the more sustainable it is. So before you recycle, you want to reuse. Yeah, that's right. If you downcycle it, meaning turn it into something else, the fabric isn't as good of quality. And so it gets a step closer to just ending up in a landfill. So... We went through and separated out stuff that I could resell and make some money. And we put that stuff in one pile. So this is like, um, it's kind of like a belly shirt with long sleeves. I just, I think I'm over the belly shirt era. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like almost 30. (laughs) And then we took all the stuff that was just like totally done, like with rips and stains. And we put that in another pile. Yeah, bikinis. What do I do with old bikinis? So like this is the type of thing that's a little bit harder to recycle because the contents is a weird mix of like polyester and nylon and elastic. Mm, All stuff that's like plastic. And then with the pile I can't sell, we went through and sorted it by the type of fabric. Yeah, Yeah, and like this t-shirt has so many holes in it. Yeah, I just don't know how to figure out what it is. Good burn it. What? Do you want to burn this one? Okay. Wait, you, you you burn things? Yeah. Okay, so wait, walk me through this. Are you like making a bonfire in your living room? No, I'm not saying that you should burn your clothes. This is just what a company does when they're trying to reuse or recycle fabric. Okay, so this just helps them figure out what it's made of. Exactly, yeah. So, dear listeners, do not try this at home. Sarah and Marin are doing this for demonstration only. So, every fabric's going to burn a little bit differently, and like the smell of the smoke will be a little different so with polyester you know like if you burn plastic it'll first curl away and then the smell of cotton is like more like paper where the smell of a polyester is gonna be like plastic the smell of wool is gonna smell like when you burn your hair like if someone like straightened their hair too much it like instantly caught on fire yeah i think that means it's 100 percent cotton we can smell the smoke all right it smells pretty it smells kind of like it smells like a fire like some more. Yeah. So the second one. This so isn't this one's catching. definitely polyester. Okay, this is definitely not going to smell good. <laughs> okay. okay. So oh, see, it yeah, curls. It curls. And it doesn't ignite right away. It's like melting plastic. So you burned your clothes. <laughs> what did you learn? I basically learned that a lot of my clothes have plastic in them and that blended fabrics are harder to recycle. So when I'm going shopping next, I'm definitely going to avoid those fabrics. Like the cotton polyester elastane blend that makes up most stretch jeans. And it's just super important to do everything you can to just keep clothes as clothes, like sell them or have clothing swap parties, whatever is your style. Now, what about that pile that nobody wants? Well, I took that pile and I sent it to a company in L.A. called Four Days. They'll take your clothes, break them down, 
and turn them back into virgin fiber, which can be used for more clothes. And so I called the founder. Her name's Christy Kaler. Hello. Hi. Is this Christy? Yes, it is. Hi. And she told me they have a subscription model where I can ship my old clothes to them and I get a credit towards buying one of their t-shirts or sweatshirts. The idea would be that you don't need as much stuff in your closet. And it basically works where like I use that t-shirt for however long I want until I want a new one. And I send that back to the company and they send me a new one and they recycle that old t-shirt. We upcycle all the materials. So that's why we know how to recycle clothes because we do it as part of our business. How are you doing that? Uh, We work with post-consumer recycling partners. So there's a mechanical way to recycle, Uh um, which means that we chop up the old clothing. um, It gets blended together. Some virgin fiber is added to it. and It's made into yarn and then it's remade into clothes. Wow. Oh, that's super. Or other stuff, depending on the yarn. It's a smart business move because there's probably a growing number of consumers who are interested in this kind of stuff. Yeah. Christy with Four Days said that she has like the longest waiting list of people trying to get on her subscription model. More and more retailers are offering clothing recycling programs. And sometimes you'll even score a store discount for turning in your worn wear. Madewell, The North Face, Levi's, and Patagonia are a few you might check out. Snap, snap, let a What I do with my clothes is I just take them all to Goodwill, just a giant bag to Goodwill. Is that a good solution? Yeah, I wondered about that. So I called them up and they actually gave me a tour of the Goodwill in South San Francisco. Could I see my own stuff be sorted? You want to see your own stuff being sorted? For sure. We can have somebody sort through your stuff for you if you'd like. Aaron Schroeder was my tour guide. He's the director of logistics, and he walked me around their sorting facility. So what our team is doing over here is they're going through and they're sorting the clothing out uh, into whether it's something that's sellable in our retail locations, e-commerce, or boutique. The clothes are like put in these huge bins. Like all of their 130 employees will sort through those bins. A lot of the folks here, maybe they're formerly incarcerated, economic oppression, systematic oppression, that kind of thing. Goodwill hires people who have difficulty getting jobs elsewhere. So that's their whole mission. So we'll go ahead and have Tiffany sort through the uh, clothing donations we have over here. You're pretty pretty daring to do that. A lot of people would be like, I don't want you going through my clothes. I'm a little embarrassed because I brought <laughs> some underwear. <laughs> so yeah, so I watched them go through my clothes and not all of it made the cut. <laughs> oh no, what did it make the cut? My undies didn't make the cut, which was a little predictable. Um, <laughs> Then some clothes that just had some like armpit stains and like teeny holes, just they also didn't make the cut. They look for pretty much three things when it comes to clothing, if it's ripped, stained, or damaged. Those ripped, stained, and damaged clothes go to a warehouse in South San Francisco, where first Goodwill tries to sell them by the pound at their warehouse store. And then what doesn't sell gets compressed into these huge cubes. And there's this big machine that does this. And William Rogers, the CEO, showed me how it works. It actually is a machine that automatically bales, kind of like you would bale hay, right? Yeah, I guess so, like a hay bale. Yeah, a hay bale. <laughs> That's right. Bale. A clothes bale. Exactly. And then a bunch of vendors will buy these from Goodwill. Some of the vendors will turn the clothes into cleaning rags. 
most of the vendors will buy the clothes to then sell in secondhand markets overseas. While Goodwill made the case that these people need clothes, because they're so cheap, they'll actually destroy the local industry. Well, and you're shipping like cheap clothes halfway across the planet. It's a lot of transit. It's a lot of transit. And a lot of the stuff just ends up in landfills abroad anyways. William told me right now they put about 5% of their clothes into landfills, which is typical for the fashion industry overall. But Goodwill is trying to get this number to zero because they have a plan to build their own recycling plant. We're sort of leading the charge around working with innovators who are able to separate fabric, right? So if you have something that's 50% cotton, 50% uh, polyester, they're able to separate it mechanically and then use these as virgin fiber. So virgin polyester, virgin cotton. They're in the very beginning stages of developing the technology. So it's a really exciting moment because it means that we may actually have the opportunity to never have to put a textile in the, in the landfill again. What is your takeaway? What should people do with their clothes in the Bay Area that they need to get rid of? Yes. So first, you should try to sell or give away your clothes to your friends. Then the stuff that doesn't sell or you can't give away, you should send them to a company that will upcycle your clothes back into clothes. And it's still good to send things to Goodwill because they'll try to keep your clothes as clothes and eventually they'll be able to recycle them. Well, reporter Sarah Craig, I learned so, so much. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ellen, for asking the question this week. Did you know that you can have a say in which question we start reporting next? There is still a little time left in our January voting round. Let's hear the options. Why does the city of Alameda still ban video game arcades? Some of the lights on the Bay Bridge point directly up in the sky, increasing light pollution. I'm curious how these were approved and if they can be redirected to reduce impact on the night sky. What kind of animals used to flourish in and around the San Francisco Bay before the Industrial Revolution? Visit baycurious.org to cast your vote. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 